This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you want to reach out to the program, easy. 1-866-509-4545. Give that number a call. Mention it's for Kelly and Company. Give us permission to use your message on the air. Otherwise, we won't, folks. 1-866-509-4545 is that number. If you want to send an email, maybe you've got some questions about AMI-TV, AMI-Tele, or AMI-Audio. That's feedback at AMI.ca. Feedback at AMI.ca. And on Twitter... The handle for AMI-audio. Maybe you got to check on the new schedule, the programs. We've been hearing a lot of new promos and stuff on the network. Check it out on Twitter. Handle at AMI-audio, at AMI-audio on Twitter. Kelly McDonald with uh, my co-host, and she's actually at the studio's main campus there in Toronto, Ramya Muthan. So I think it's anticipation to the weekend, or maybe just, you know, we're reading good audiobooks, or maybe it's anticipation to this segment we always get in our audiobook chats on Fridays. Let's bring on Ryan Huey. Who knew an entire library could fit inside your pocket? My name is Ryan Huey, this is the Chatty Bookshelf, and we talk all things audiobooks. Right, Karen McGee was on earlier, and we we're talking about um, books during that conversation. And she said she was reading the um, what was she reading, Kels? Oh, uh, wasn't she reading where the, the crawdads, crawdads sing. sing? Yeah, I don't know why because because that just came out too on Netflix. the movie. No, the movie's out, right? Yeah, Netflix on some actual the movie. Out. And we read it here, but I wanted to check. Right, have you read that book yet? Hey guys, thanks for having me. No, I haven't read it, but Karen is talking books. I'm going to have to send her a stern email, stealing my thunder <laughs> on the weekend too. The whole show, oh Ryan, it's goodness. crep up. I'm sorry. We, today, we've done it all yeah, through the show. We're all guilty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. The more people that get into audiobooks and they get Sturdy. into books, the better for sure. Well, we got yeah. excited over your topic today, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I it did is. too. Yeah. I did too. You know, it, it's really great to see, you know, it's September, the kids are back in school, there's lots of audiobooks being released. Mm. And you know what, there's a lot of new featured stories coming out over social media, over websites, over the online magazines type stuff. And this one really caught my eye because you don't really see too much of this. You see more of the focus on the book, the author, but the focus kind of shifted to the the narrator a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this was this was really cool. Yeah, let's talk about it because um, I think it's a fun one. I've seen it pop up all over as well. So tell us what's going on. This is great. So she's one of my favorites, I have to admit. So as soon as I saw the name, I I knew. But uh, a 35-year-old mom who kind of started from nothing, um, you know, having a modest job with a modest salary is now making over six figures a year uh, narrating audiobooks and it's sort of a rags to riches not saying she was poor but sort of a how do I go from here to here and boom uh, she's one of the most famous narrators uh, worldwide now so it's really really cool and I I think I I can't tell the whole story because the article is quite long and I've read it a few times already but I think we can touch on some major points of it and kind of let others know if hey if this is something you're into like it is a possibility. You can do it, right? It just might take you a little longer than her or vice versa, mm. right? Yeah, for sure, sure. Uh, Ryan, one of the things that I find interesting, and we hear people talking about it now, there's much more record, of course, being kept by the individuals, and by where you actually now start to hear how many darn books these folks have voiced. 
And I think it's so much easier to do, right? I mean, back sure. in the day when it was cassettes and stuff, I mean, are you going to have all... And thousand, volunteers. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah, is it, yeah right. Is it, you're going to have all thousand cassettes along your wall and takes up, you know, 10,000 right. bookcases kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, it's 45 cassettes for the Stephen King It novel. And, uh, oh, my. It's, yeah. But where, you know, now it's uh, everything's digital, right? You can just have them right there. You can have a list on Excel or whatever. And it's, it's you know, a, a two kilobyte document kind of thing. So it's really cool, really great to see, a lot easier to track. And uh, that's what our girl Natalie Nottis is doing. Um, she's the one that we're, we're focusing on. She's a 35-year-old mother of two. And she started out as sort of the music coordinator at her church, right? And, nice. you know, kind of in, in, we'll call it the industry, right, of, of making things and, and making digital media and stuff like that. But then um, she kind of just was like, well, how, you know, what, what else can I do? What, what, you know, student debt's piling up. We have two children. What, what, what can I do to kind of ease that stress? And you know what? She, she got into the audiobook world. And now after just maybe, I believe it said four and a half years, um, oh. which is a long time, right? But after four and a half years, when you think about it, that's, that's a lot of raises over that time. And she's booming. She's fully booked. She's overbooked. Um, people wait for her to put out their audiobooks uh, because she's just yeah, that no. good now. Yeah. How it's really, many really books cool. has she read in four and a half years? Do we know? So just, yes. So just, it didn't give an exact number, but in the article it said just under 400. So that's oh How quite the a bit, heck right? would you get that? Like, that's like reading in four years. You're looking at, like, nine to 12. You're, you're literally looking at four or five days at, at most per book. So well, each week she's rolling out a book. Exactly. And you think about it in terms of eight-hour audiobook start to finish, uh, finished product, it usually takes double that time yeah. to work out all the kinks, right? So you're looking at, you know, a 16 hours of work. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of narrators do it in their home studio. And that's sort of how she started out, right? I really like this part of the story because one of the questions was, how did you get into this? And she said, yeah. during my commute, I just listened to audiobooks nonstop. And then I started Googling one day. Uh, went down the rabbit hole and never came out and she bought a few hundred dollars worth of equipment opened up her first i guess if you want to call it studio recording studio oh, in yeah. her hallway closet and she said um, bad location kids running back and forth you know husband vacuuming that sort of thing so she had to sort of figure out how to do it but now she's she's got her own room in the house uh it's it's kind of the big thing right uh and she's doing really really awesome with it so that's really cool how she kind of get into it and i really enjoy that part of it because it wasn't like hey i'm famous already i'm just gonna you know lend my voice to this it's sort of you're a nobody and now you're you're yep. narrating you know some of the the best books for some of the best authors and publishing companies um all over the place and she started it if you'll if you do the math at around 30 right around 30 somewhere around 30 yes. years old she decided to google this thing she'd already like you know been working and doing all this stuff and now boom like this is her career and she's killing it out there mm -hmm. um but it, it it only took that curiosity right like going from listening to audiobooks to maybe i can like what does it take to do this and then starting in your home committing to it that way and pushing hard like that's just amazing well and it, now it I makes feel like you think a... about that ryan in the sense of where's this window 
You know, we, we know of a lot of narrators that have been around a while. Some even, okay, I'm getting out of it. I'm retiring out of it. Maybe they were older when they began because there's been this time where audiobooks have become a market of their own. Like I said before, no longer the volunteers. Now, this is a business, mm-hmm. billions of dollars. We're paying people. Some of these people are getting right in on a ground floor, but we've had so many of the veterans that have been there and we're not making six figures even in their 12th, 15th, 20th year. And that's what's interesting, right? There's always the two sides of it. There's her side and then there's someone else's side. Everybody is sort of different. But the thing I like that she said in the article was, you know, at first she had to find the people that would let her narrate the books, but now they're looking for her. For her. Um, exactly. It's just that you gotta you gotta find that one or two you know people in the right publishing company to to make that in, and then you're you're golden. And the way she did that was um, there's a company and uh, it's online. It's sort of an app and a website, and it's called ACX. Just the letters A, a letter C, letter X. And they give out a lot of free promo codes for those of you audiobook lovers out there. Um, they're called ACX Promos through Audible, audible.ca, audible.com, that sort of thing. Um, I, I hit them up quite often. And she would you you would, you put a sample in as a, as a narrator and people listen to it and they're like, yep, I want to choose you. I think you're great yeah. for this book. Or they pass on you and, and you go down the right. line so you can put in as many as you want. Um, and she really did that for a long, long time, you know, getting hits here and there. And then all of a sudden people started listening to her samples because it gives the authors, the publishers that, that the, you know, they can just randomly search, right. For whoever they want. Oh, I need a female around this age, um, with, with, with this accent and they can kind of search out and, and she was getting all the jobs, uh, almost to the point where she had to turn some down, even though she said she didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timing There's only probably. so much time in a day. Yeah, yeah. And the timing of when their deadlines are. Ryan, what about, and I know you'll get into this here. We're going to c- cover off a little bit about how the pandemic affected her, but in the item, did she mention about how much we're sitting here calculating? Oh, that's one book a week of reading, reading, but we're forgetting who's doing the editing. So yeah, she actually would do a little bit of the editing herself. Um, just the 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 drinking, the the swallows, that sort of thing, coughing. Okay. There's all those little noises that she noticed. But then she actually had to send it off to an editor, and and they sort of did the same thing. They they went through it, listened to it umpteenth number of times and and sort of got got down to the nitty-gritty and and made it sound as as great as as they possibly could right um she even said there was one joke where um she lived near an airport and you could actually hear one of the planes in the background and she had to kind of record that whole segment over i thought that was really funny things you just never think of right you think you've covered off all your bases and oh i finally did this on the sixth take and 747 flies by and it's like well (laughs) take seven and i'd imagine even Things you don't even know, especially if you're wearing headsets, you're doing your work or whatever. I, you know, I don't know what equipment people choose to read with on their head. Do they care? Do they look at the, the line on their screen to make sure their level's fine? But even something dropping somewhere else or, uh, you know, somebody outside, you know, that somehow coughs or sneezes mm-hmm. loud that you don't hear originally till you're reading back. What is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the dreaded Amazon delivery, you know, knock yes. at the door, Instacart. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, really, really funny. No, that's uh, and you know what? Yeah, just speaking back to to you, Kelly, what, uh, how the pandemic? You think this might have hurt things, but she really took that time to kind of make her brand and sort of flourish it. Right? She kind of took to social media and put out clips and said, "Hey, I'm gonna be reading this book," or "Hey, I've, I've already released this book, and here here's a small sample." And she's really good at it. If you follow her on Twitter, I highly recommend it because she's always posting stuff. She's following a bunch of narrators, a bunch of authors. She's a really good follow. And uh, she's continually posting about, hey, I got a secret and I can't tell you, but the book might be about this sort of thing. And it's really vague, but piques your interest. 
Uh, she kind of got in there, built her brand, and now she has um, tens of thousands of followers on both Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, she's actually re really, really good at that part. And I know that takes a special person, but she put in the hard work, right, to, to kind of get her name out there. And she wasn't just sitting around waiting for the people to kind of come in and, and find her. She was looking out, going out and being creative to find them. And I think mm -hmm. that's where she, she really got behind herself and really got that confidence too, because she's a really great uh, narrator. She gives back to the community, audiobook people. If you even tweet at her, she will respond. Uh, she's responded to me several times, just, uh, Hey, a thank you or, or even something like that. Right. And I don't know if it's her, maybe she has a press people, but I don't, but I don't still. know that, but right. Yeah. Same yep. sort of thing. It's, it's that, um, just the act of, of, of getting back, right, and actually answering. Well, it's clear to us that she's she takes this very seriously. She takes these gigs very seriously. She puts in the work um, on the marketing level as well as obviously the effort of how much she's doing and how big she's gotten. Like, that is kudos to her. And the confidence, like you're saying... Um, also, she seems really open to talk about the money side of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, from barely making anything to making a lot and understanding that this is super helpful to her as well, the financial side. I think she's positioned well, right? It, like, why not let people know what's out there? Because a lot of time people, yeah. oh man, I don't want to cut the market down. Because it's her actual journey. When you're struggling. Yeah, Somebody this is something, hey guys, if I can do this. And and we see this with the broadcast field, Ryan. Th this is so many of the same ways people take the route to get their voice out there, hope for that whatever kind of gig, or at least the work doing commercials until some big company says, geez, we love your voice. We're willing to pay you this now to be our sole voice. And and here we're looking at what these what these people are doing, what she's able to accomplish, and wow, so what a, what a resume! No, absolutely, and she's getting the notoriety too because she's uh, I don't know that she's won one, but she's been the finalist of a few different categories uh, for the Audis. I know she does a lot of young adult stuff. Doesn't matter if it's romance, um, science fiction, that sort of thing, but a lot of the young adult stuff and uh, a lot of the romance stuff. And there's actually some science fiction stuff that she's putting out now. So I'm kind of excited to kind of <laughs> branch out and to see uh, where she goes with that. And uh, her accents and voices are top notch. Uh, absolutely a treat to listen to. Mm. Well, there's always an angle with audiobooks here on this segment and in general when you're looking out. Um, honestly, you know, you just have to Google audiobook news and you'll find some angle where you're, you're talking about a partnership or a collaboration or, um, as I'm loving, these love for the narrators and the the audies, right? Like the uh, when Audible created the audies, um, I thought that that was fantastic with the narrator hall of fame and all of these different things that are going on. Super cool because we love the voices and might as well keep track and share that love, right? And we have to thank the people who came before Ryan to make this business now mm. golden. Absolutely. We love those audiobooks. Keep pumping them out, everybody that's listening, and keep enjoying them because it's... Uh a really great media source out there 100 ryan thank you so much we'll talk to you next week have a great weekend guys ryan who we on the chatty bookshelf to talk all things audiobooks in just a moment folks let's revisit and weigh in on conversations from the past week on our cut for time segment but we're going to start with a visitor who's going to share some feelings and and real experience when it comes to being a person from britain and talking about the queen Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.